With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is June the 10th, 2014, and you're tuning into another episode of Bright Side with Technisha. I, I'm back from Florida, and I'm feeling good. I look Tommy ache, but other than that, I'm I'm doing great. It's great to be back in my hometown. I enjoyed Florida while I was there. To took my girls to Bush Gardens and Sea World. But other than that, I'm glad to be back with you guys and on the air. Now I know a lot of us have issues with our self complex. We wonder if we're looking good, if we're feeling good, because all that goes hand in hand. If you look good, you feel good, and if you look horrible, then you don't feel right. So we know. But here to help us get over all that self-complex issues, to make ourselves feel more confident when we step out that door, to even be successful in our workplace, she is an author, a speaker, a consultant, and a beauty industry expert. You probably have seen or heard on the radio, read about it, her in USA Today, Black Enterprise, New York Daily News. You know the, You know all the news industries around here in the newspapers, but here with us is Miss Jay Renee with Dollface Marketing. So good afternoon, Jay. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, Technisha. I am wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for having me on the show. It's really an honor to be here with you and your audience today. It is. I'm so glad you're here because, like I was telling them, we do. We have them self-issues with ourselves. We don't know if we're looking good. Um, and especially when you're in the work industry, sometimes it, it seems to fall as the most important category besides if you're qualified to do the position, but your looks always play a part in everything. Absolutely, so, and Jay, it's just like you said. Right. So, Jay, before we get into that, give us a little more background about yourself. Well, let's see. Well, I, I first became interested in the beauty industry when, when I was a child, <laughs> a little girl, only I didn't know that there was actually a whole industry behind it. What I knew is that I found it just amazing um, once I realized that someone's hair could, could have an, an impact on how they felt about themselves. It was, it was really amazing, and I, and I actually had a, kind of a traumatic experience with, um, with a hairstyle kind of gone wrong, and I noticed when my hair wasn't the way that I felt it was supposed to be, that I really felt bad about myself. I started to withdraw. I didn't want to be with my friends. All these things as a child. And one day with my mom, she fixed it. She knew that I was having an issue. And all of a sudden, I was back to my old self again. And I realized that there was something there. And I was like, this is, these people who are able to do this for people are like magical. And, and that's what I really kind of fell in love with um, with doing hair, and, and I realized that there was a whole industry, and things just kind of took off from there. 
Now, see, that's a good thing because a lot of people don't feel they don't have that that same attitude about it. It's very it's very hard, especially with our young girls and all the pressure that really these teenagers get in the media telling you're not pretty enough if you're this certain size or this certain weight, and that's not good on their com- complex as growing up. So, what what advice would you have for those teens out there, Jay? You know, what, what, what advice that I would have for those teens and also women as well, because sometimes we, we may miss it. You know, we may not have someone uh, that will tell us as a little girl when we're growing up that you're beautiful, you know, that, that you're smart. You have these wonderful qualities no matter what you may see or hear from anyone else. I would encourage them to find something that they love about themselves. Sometimes it's hard for us to see the whole picture and to say, wow, we're beautiful as a whole. We're this great person. Sometimes it's easy to start with one thing. If you have a beautiful smile, I will encourage that young girl to look in that mirror and every day be be thankful for that smile. Be thankful for those beautiful eyes. Find something because once we can find one thing and we can say thank you and we can we'll start to tell ourselves, hey, you know, this is beautiful. This is, you know, I am blessed to have that. That will grow and then we'll be able to start to slowly and that girl will be able to slowly start to accept themselves and, and see the value in themselves. Sometimes we just have to start small initially. Right. And parents have to play a part in this as well. We can't say one thing and then be con- contra. You can't say one thing and then you contradict that, and you're doing another one. Oh, you're fine, and and then also you're putting them on the salad because you and you're thinking maybe they're too big or something like that. That's or it's okay to want the next size, but also building up their confidence is one thing that teenagers need to have because we have so much of cyberbullying coming through our computers. We have it in the school system. So we as adults have to start encouraging these children as well. Now, um, as far as it goes, Jay, how does the beauty industry affect everyone? Well, the beauty affects everyone because they're really, with the exception of babies, probably very few people who do, not, who do not get haircuts, do not get any kind of hair services, they don't get any kind of cosmetics, or who do not purchase any sort of beauty products. So most people fall in that category. They're getting some sort of hair service, they're buying or they're purchasing cosmetics, or they're purchasing some sort of beauty products. And so the beauty industry encompasses all of that. So people just about everywhere are being affected by this industry in some sort of way. We're all connected. The beauty industry has its its hands in, in, in so much. Okay. Well, see, now that's a good thing because you're right. It's hard. It is, especially when you're trying to support a nice hairdo. And the way things cost when you go to the hair salon, you're looking at about $65 for a washer set, 85 mm-hmm. for just to relax. And it's like, wait a minute, I I don't have the money for it. And that's what I like about Jose Feed the Hungry because that's what they do for most people. They'll end up washing their hair, mm-hmm. doing their nails or something, you know, making people feel mm-hmm. beautiful. But at the same time, you're not charging them an arm and leg for it. That's right. And it's, it's very important to make sure that you have services that are accessible. And in terms of programs and nonprofits that are addressing the needs of people, they're realizing that the way that someone looks can affect their physiology. It can affect how they feel about themselves. It can, in fact, infect their health. 
if someone is not happy with their looks or for some reason they're they're down on their luck, you know, for someone right. to offer a free haircut or service and, and, and dress someone up that's, you know, having a rough time, it could mean the difference between them getting a job or not. So that they can really have an effect on that person's livelihood. So those programs are really fantastic, and they're really making a difference in, in the community. Well, good that you're going out about and doing this for other people. That's that's well um, deserve a compliment, and and I commend you for doing that because so many people, like I said, it's hard, and and I could imagine that could build down on your health too, because you start getting stressed when you're not looking good. That's that leads to all sorts of health issues. Yeah, I I can see that point of view. Now, Absolutely. Jay, as far as it comes. What is personal presentation power, and how do we use it? So the personal presentation kind of um, coincides with what we were just talking about. Your personal presentation is how you present yourself to others on the outside world, and it includes your hair. It includes includes grooming, your dress, your body language, et cetera. And this is how the world kind of receives us. So on one hand, if you have someone who's well-groomed, who's well-dressed, and they're confident in themselves, they're going to be received that way by the world. Now, for instance, if you have someone that's, you know, maybe down on their luck, you know, they're, maybe they just got laid off, you know, their, their hair is not the way that they want it to be, they don't have a suit that fits them well, if they were to both go in to get a job interview, chances are the person who's confident, who has these things kind of pulled together, will have an advantage over the other person who may be down on their luck. So what I really am trying to um, help teach people is about this what I call personal presentation power, and that will help people to kind of understand the power that their, their dress, their grooming can have on allowing them to further enhance their lives by getting a job or being able to get a pay raise by basically helping them feel confident in themselves by addressing those um, various areas. Okay. Okay. Now, what is the biggest lesson that other industries can learn from the beauty industry? Wow, there is uh, there's a few. I think the biggest lesson that other industries can learn from the beauty industry is the importance of building relationships. You know, in business, sometimes we can get so caught up in making sure that we make a sale that we forget that in order to make that sale or to do business with these people that they need to like us and they need to trust us first. And also that without our clients or customers, there is no business. And the beauty industry is really great with getting to know people and building trust and building relationships. And that's what business is all about. I think sometimes things get so big and the person feels lost when they're, you know, trying to get some sort of service. But the beauty industry is really great with building and expanding those relationships, and that's really important, I believe. Why it is. That should be a main factor. Now, as far as it goes, Jay, now we do. We see more and more celebrities are getting involved in the beauty industry. Oh, yeah. The commercials, Vivica A. Fox, they talk about the proactive or even the makeup that black people can wear for their skin. So Mm -hmm. I I definitely look at those. Now, why, why is that, that they're getting more involved? Oh, absolutely. Well, it's the beauty industry is a huge, huge industry. It's an over $43 billion industry. And I believe that these people, they're very smart people, and they're looking for smart investments. And the thing about the beauty industry 
is that compared to other industries, it's fairly recession-proof. You know, we may skimp on plenty of things when times get short, but we'll make sure that, you know, we, we can have our hair done or we, make it, we can make sure that we have our powder, we have our mascara, these things that make us feel good even when times are bad because when times may not be so great, it's important for us to feel good. And celebrities and other people are, are recognizing that fact and they're willing to get involved with this industry because it's just always expanding. And like I said, it's fairly recession-proof compared to other industries and other businesses. Right. Now, what would you, what do you say to those who believe that maybe the beauty industry makes people feel bad about themselves for a profit? Now, I, I get that question a lot. And while I cannot tell people, you know, how to feel or how they process things, what I, knew, what I do know is that the beauty industry's purpose is to make people feel good about themselves. It's not here to pick people apart or to say that they aren't good enough. We are here to confirm the right that everyone has the right to feel special. If we can help you and if we can help you find something, at least one thing that you can be proud about and help you highlight that, we've done our job. You know, I'm a licensed professional and when I specialize in wigs and weaves and hair extensions and prosthetic hair pieces, if I could find one thing to help a woman or a man feel good about themselves, then I've done my job. You know, there's so many products and there's so many services and things that are out there that it can be overwhelming and sometimes we could probably feel the pressure to get all of these things but if we could find one thing if we can help someone celebrate one part of themselves that they love then we've done our job so i think sometimes it could be a case of information overload and making people feel feel that way but the beauty industry that's not our purpose we're really here to make people feel good about themselves and to enhance their 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 natural beauty Right, and that's all we need. If somebody could just take that one little hope and make everybody feel good, because when you can make somebody feel good, that makes you feel good. I mean, I like to see people smile and everything. And sometimes, you know, even going farther, it's sad when we have so much of the insurance sometimes on our job and we let ourselves go. Like that's for right. Instance, I see a lot, for instance, I see a lot of our black people, Jay, who – who don't go to the dentist as much, and I'm like, dude, you got the insurance. Take care mm-hmm. of your teeth. That's the most one thing about me. I love to take care of my smile because I think a smile makes makes my whole day feel better. If I don't brush Absolutely. my teeth, I'll be like, oh, Lord, my whole I'll be feeling like I'm lost. I did it one time. I forgot to brush my teeth. I went mm-hmm. straight to the gift shop at my job at the Marriott, and I went and bought a toothbrush <laughs> toothpaste because that's that's what makes me. Now my hair is supposed to go. Yeah, my my hair needs to be down right now, but I, I I like my hair because for one it is thick. I love that about mm-hmm. my hair, so it really doesn't bother me if it's not done because I'm like it's mine, it's real. That's oh, right. I love it. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as go with my teeth and my hygiene, if that's not taken care of, I'd be like, oh, I feel that's lost. Right. I feel like yeah, you know that's that's the main thing about when it comes to beauty, the hygiene and everything mm-hmm. falls in place. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's very important, like you said, from your teeth. And like you said, a smile can change everything. You know, everything is you, – when you smile at someone, it can influence their whole day, and it's positive, and it's sending right. out positive vibes, and it's contagious. And so everything – you smile at someone else, and it brightens their whole day, and everyone's day becomes brighter and better because of that one smile. It's so powerful, it's, and it's so contagious. It's fantastic. That's a great point. Right. So what do you think the beauty industry is heading now, Jay? 
Well, I, like I said, the, the industry is so incredibly diverse, and it's huge. And I believe it's only going to grow. I mean, if anything, I think it's going to be more uh, get more specialized. Um, some professionals like myself, I think they're going to kind of focus on certain niche areas and become more yeah. informed about them and kind of drill down. And I think that product companies will, will be able to do that as well. And I'm really excited for, um, for these companies that are having a lot of products, especially for African-American women <clears throat> and women of color, you know, that we have so many products now that we didn't have even 10 or 15 years ago. You know, we have all these wonderful products for natural hair, you know, um, cosmetics and makeup that actually works for our skin tone. It's, it's come so far, and I think it's just only going to grow more and become more inclusive. And I think that there's going to be a huge shift between, like you mentioned, before, that pressure to kind of make people kind of feel bad about themselves or, you know, to make people feel that they can't measure up to something where people are understanding, hey, if I could find one thing, it's about being inclusive and making people feel more about themselves. I think it, we're really going to head in that direction to really encourage oh, people. Absolutely. Right. Great. Now, speaking on that, that brings me to the next question. In what ways can find the right style maybe help a teenager feel good about themselves because certain styles, they have so much out here. I see the guys, they were, most of these guys are going back to the box haircut. Mm-hmm. It's, it's oh, very oh. important. It's very important for for a child, especially a young girl, to find a style that works for her because just like in my case, if something goes wrong, if you're not happy with the way that you look or something is wrong, you know, like you said, there's so many kids that are being bullied for all these different reasons. You know, if you can make someone feel good about themselves, they can handle other things, you know, but if at, at the core they look at themselves and they're not happy, you know, their hair, you know, is, is broken off or, you know, it's, it's a bad haircut or something. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, someone who's, you know, saying, well, mom, I need, you know, $800 extensions or this hair color. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a, a simple, just basic, well, good grooming and good styling that it will mean the difference between a kid having possibly on a roll or not. It'll mean the difference between whether a kid or young girl wants to wake up and go to school or not because you can feel so bad about yourself that you don't want to go out that door because people are going to tease you because your hair is not, it's not well groomed or it's dirty or, or something. And it, we really need parents to really be more supportive and to take a role in the lives of their young girls because if they don't feel like getting out there and going, you know, getting on the bus because people are teasing them, you know, God forbid they decide that they stop going to school or they're skipping school. So we need to make sure that they feel comfortable and that we protect them and that we give them all the resources they need so these girls can get to school and graduate and go to college because it can mean the difference between, you know, graduating or going to college or not. Right. And and I do agree with that. And it really doesn't even matter if you're if you're underweight, overweight, short, tall, or whatever. When you have a hairstyle, you just feel confident right then and there, and it's all about it is. It's all about the hairstyle. Just like when I was growing up, it was so much about just having on name brand clothes or just having mm-hmm. on a fresh pair, of name brand shoes, you know. So I, I do understand that when you have that hairdo, it makes you feel so much better. And and we do. We have to target our teens because these our teens are being targeted every day, Absolutely. and the media doesn't make it. The media doesn't make it any better, Jay. That's I, right. I turned to an opposite. You know, I really, 
you just you just real lowering their self esteem every time you look at these dark commercials and mm-hmm. and you gotta look this way. You gotta be a size two to fit. Come mm-hmm. on. That's right. Really? You, you have to you have to support them. Right, having them anorexic and everything else, throwing up in the bathroom to look perfect. Because the media right. got you, they got this image in in mm-hmm. their head thinking, you don't look this way, you're not acceptable. No. That's right. Um, That's right. Right. Now, what impact does the beauty industry have on us today? Like I said before, the, the, the beauty industry just has a huge impact on the everything. So let's look at it from this example. We see certain celebrities on, on the television. We see politicians in our local neighborhoods. And when the, it's election season, you know, we see them there. There's a hairstylist or a team that's behind all of, all of those people. You know, the beauty industry, everywhere you look, you know, the beauty industry is there. You know, you can look at a little kid who just has, has gotten his first haircut, you know, and the beauty industry is there. You can look at, you know, someone who's selling one of the, like Avon or Mary Kay. You know, they're making an income off of the beauty industry and those, those products. You know, it, it, it's, it just weaves into the lives of every single thing. You know, it's, it's always there. And it's very interesting because there's so many people, um, and a lot of men, they say, oh, well, the beauty industry, I don't, beauty, I don't have anything to do with that. Well, you know, it's kind of a generic word because if you go to a haircut or you go to a barber shop, that's a part of, a, a part of this industry. So it really, it really affects just about everyone. Right. It is. Um, now, why do we make opinion when we maybe look at someone's hair? Because I, I get that a lot. I came into work one day, and my hair just wasn't to people's standards, and they was like, oh, you must have went swimming. I was like, why Why do we Why do we make the assumption that I went mm-hmm. swimming because of my hair? Or you must be off. No, I'm not off. It's just, I, it's just one of the days I just didn't do my hair, and I'm getting it done, but... People concern themselves with such this fashion. If you don't have your hair done, like, oh, it's the end of the world. Right. And, you know, and that's really disheartening because I think it comes, that comes from people not feeling well enough about themselves that they need to say something negative to someone else to make themselves feel better. And, it, and it's really ugly because beauty or the beauty industry is not about the latest trend. It's not about, you know, the latest this or that. If you can get up and put your hair back into a ponytail or you can have it wet and wavy, however it is, as long as you feel good about yourself, that's beautiful. That's strong. For someone to, to concern themselves and to say something in a negative way really, really has more to do with that person than than you or your hairstyle. And what they are really saying to you is, I'm happy with myself, and I need to make myself feel better by degrading you in some way. And that's really unfortunate because Why? all they're really doing is degrading themselves as well. Why? Just shoot down, and that's, and that's sad, and we should be uplifting ourselves. That's right. Now, what, now as far as it goes, Jay, since we're talking about hairstyles, what are some little, maybe simple tips that, women can do to their hair without oh, probably going to the salon. Absolutely. And this is really important because, you know, people, there, there's a misconception um, that everything has to be expensive when it comes to, um, when it comes to hairstyling or getting your hair done. Um, there are a few tips that I like to mention. I know that there are a lot of people, um, a lot of women who um, perform home relaxers. 
And one of the big things that I like to address about that is that when women do that, that we pay attention to the directions because sometimes we don't do this. And one of the things that I notice among um, some women and, and um, young girls is the improper use. And so you don't have healthy, um, you know, thick hair, and it, sometimes it breaks or there's scalp burns if you don't use these products correctly. I would definitely um, let them know that they're supposed to um, – really adhere by the timing on these products. If it says do not keep in your hair longer than 20 minutes, it's very important for you not to do that. You must wear protective gloves to protect your hands. You, may, uh, you must use protective cream to protect your scalp. And it's really important that you only apply the relaxer to the part of your hair that has not been relaxed before. Sometimes I've seen, I've been a witness to people putting it into their hair for a retouch, which is when, you know, you straighten the part of your hair that hasn't been straight before, and then they proceed to take the comb and they pull it all the way through to the ends. That will destroy your hair. So it's really important that you only apply the relaxer up to the point, just before the point where your hair um, has, hasn't been relaxed right before that line because it will swell. And the moment you keep putting that onto the hair that's already been relaxed, it's going to destroy your hair. Um, so that's, that's really one thing. Also, another thing, it's really simple, simple, timeless things that you could do to look good if you're on the go. Like I said, a simple classic ponytail. You know, if you're running, if you're running out, just make sure that your hair is clean and you can blow it straight and put it in a nice low ponytail or high ponytail or bun. It could be really nice on the go if you're just running some errands, or it could be really, really elegant if you have to go out on a night on the town, a simple classic ponytail. Um, also, for just simple, sleek, straight hair um, hairstyles or with a slight bend, it's easy just to use a flat iron, take small sections, mm-hmm. maybe about an inch wide, and just and straighten your hair. And remember to use a heat protectant so that your your hair will not dry out or become over over processed. And so those are just a few um, a few things and reminders um, for when you're doing your hair yourself at home. Okay. Now, Jay, what you said, okay, because, for instance, my, cause I just think, um, I know I don't have the money to go to the salon today, so I was yes. going to use my flat iron to just press it out. What, did I need to put anything on it before pressing it out to make it look real straight or... Yeah, so so what I recommend, of course, once it's dry, and um, there's some, there's a, a, a straightening cream that you can use to protect your hair while before you dry it to make sure that um, your hair doesn't, you know, become overly dry from the hair dryer. What I would recommend is that you use a um, like a cream press for just maybe the edges of your hair when you get to the to the top of it. That's really the only time that you need to apply any product. You should section your hair, um, starting starting in the back, make about one inch parts, and take smaller sections. And be sure that you use the straight that flat iron and you use. Cover, um, come down the whole strand of your hair, and when you get to the bottom, just give it a slight bend. And you're going to proceed up the entire head um, using one-inch parts. And if you're going to do a side part, left or right, you just make sure that you kind of adjust in the front where that's going to be. I, I really do not recommend anything other than um, than that, that protectant, thermal protectant that you use when you're blow-drying your hair when you're going to straighten your hair because that way – It'll give you movement. Anything that you put in there on top of that, like a spritz or anything, it will restrict movement. Once your hair is pressed and you can use that cream, uh, cream press around the edges to make sure that that's straight, you can use um, 
an, an oil sheen that has a, humid, uh, a, a humidity protector in it, um, or you can use a light hold after you're done. But I wouldn't recommend putting any product in it while you're in the straightening process. Okay. Okay. Now, those are some great tips because it's so hard sometimes to manage my hair. And I, I'm like, oh, let me go to my beautician because she knows how to mm-hmm. do the things that I cannot do because it's so darn thick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And since it's thick, now, those, those one-inch parts, they will, really, they will really make all the difference. Okay. Now, for women who are over maybe 40, what is some flattering hairstyles for them, a, a particular hairstyle that they could wear? Well, I really, I really these days enjoy shorter haircuts for women um, over 40. And, for, you know, 40 is young. <laughs> 40, 40 is really young. So some of these sh- right. uh, short bobs that you have or some of the shorter, like, Angela Bassett-type haircuts that Angela Bassett, she, oh, my gosh, she's, and gosh, she's, I, I don't remember if she's 50 or or um, 50, 52 or something now. But she looks gorgeous. And, and I think that... Um, especially women of color, their skin is just so beautiful and flawless as they age that these shorter haircuts, it really brings attention to, to the glow and to, um, to that fresh skin, and it really just kind, of, just kind of makes them look regal. So I really enjoy shorter cuts um, on, on, um, on older women. But like I said, <laughs> 40 is not old, but I really um, enjoy shorter cuts on women 50 or um, really longer styles. Um, long flowing beachy kind of waves, and you can get that by just getting one of these um, curling wands. You get the curling wand, and you just wrap the strand of hair around the wand, and then you just let it go. So those are two. I like it either really pretty short or kind of long and beachy. Right, and I I do love the way Michelle Obama she always changes it up, and it always looks so nice and professional when she does it. It's never oh out gosh. of order. Oh yeah. Mrs. Obama, she does it right. She's not afraid of of color. She has the light brown, and it's been dark brown, and she she's done she's done it all. Bob's ponytails. She's done the wavy kind of beachy looks, and she always always looks regal. It's she's always well put together. And if you notice her hair, it always has movement. It always it's never stiff. It's never greasy looking, and that's because. When, when you're doing the hair and you're not adding all that product, it allows the hair to move. It allows it to be free, and you can apply the product um, af- afterwards. But she, Mrs. Obama, she always does it right, every time. Yeah. Now, speaking on that hair color, what are some techniques that will help one to pick a natural-looking color? Well, nat- for natural hair colors, here are a few things that I would like to start with. Sometimes we have um, instances where we have lightened our hair from maybe a you know dark black or um, black or dark brown, and we want to go lighter. When you're going lighter, it's important to know that very dark hair, when it's getting lighter, it will pull kind of it will pull yellow, or I'm sorry, it will pull orange. So unless you right. have a color in there to balance that, like it would have to be some blue, a bluish pigment, or maybe even a little bit of a greenish pigment in there to balance that. It's not going to work properly. So when you're lightening your hair, be sure that you have um, a, a color that has a blue base in there 
or green base, depending on how light you're going to go. And when you're going the opposite way, if you're starting, if you've already had your hair colored um, blonde or strawberry blonde or something, and you want to go back to a dark color, it's really important that you remember to put that pigment back in. So sometimes you'll notice that um, that people, especially if they've done their hair color at home, that they were blonde and they want to put black in, and sometimes it appears green. And it appears green because it's missing that red pigment. So if you're going darker, you have to remember that now you're going to have to find the color that has more of a, a red base in there to get that color the way that you want. It's really tricky because when you look at the boxes, um, when you go into stores and you, you're getting at-home color, it tells you that if you start here, you're going to go here. But it's not always true depending on the color of your natural hair. So you really got to be careful, um, careful with that. And the same is true just like relaxers. The color is a chemical. So you want to abide by the timing guidelines and all the protective measures with your gloves and everything like that and make sure that it's done in a well-ventilated area. Um, these days, really beautiful chocolate brown. It's really beautiful. Um, it's the summertime, so we can do various shades of, of reds and burgundies and um, auburns are really, really beautiful for the summer this time of year. And also even some of the lighter blondes. You could do a strawberry blonde with a little... Uh, berry blonde highlights weaved into there. And the thing about it is, you know, you really want to go for what you love. Just find something anywhere and say, hey, I like that. Don't be afraid to try something. And these days it's so easy because if you're not sure if you're going to like a color, just pick a wig. Get a wig and try it on and see how that color matches with your tone and consider your, war your wardrobe and colors that you like to wear. And then that way you can kind of get an idea is this color going to work for me, or is it, you know, should I pick something else? Right, because a lot of women go from one color and then, bam, they shoot out with the blonde, and you'd be like, hold on, you just mm -hmm. took it a step too far. You just can't do that. You just can't do that. You just don't go from all of a sudden dark, and then, bam, you hit everybody with a blonde, and you're like, where did that, just, where did that come from? Are you, are you sure that that's what you want to do? But yeah, what we're going to do really interesting. We're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to be back with Jay. And if you have any questions for her, if you want some more beauty tips, do call in at 347-426-3751. Imagine me, a dog, moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it but he just throws it. Again! I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. All right, we're back with Jay on the air, and she's giving us all the techniques, the tips, fabulous, to build up your self-confidence, because we know, child, we all have been there, done it, and we're still doing it. Now, Jay... Can your hair can it really prevent someone from being bullied? Yeah, absolutely. Your hair can prevent you from being bullied and, and giving you that confidence. And like I said, with the um, with the instance with dealing with young girls, if you feel good about yourself, it's harder for someone to come to you and make you feel bad. It's harder for someone to, to, to tease you. It's, it's harder for them to make you feel bad about yourself. And, of course, parental, parental involvement is also crucial because we need to be preparing our children um, 
and, and build, help building their self-esteem and letting them know that, unfortunately, in the world we live in, there are people who don't feel good about themselves. There are people who may be envious. They may be jealous or they're just hurt inside because we've all heard the phrase, hurt people hurt people. And so we need to let them know that, you know, you're beautiful. Do you feel good about yourself? And when they say yes, say, that's all you need to know. And if someone comes to you and they say, oh, my gosh, look at your shoes, oh, my gosh, look at you, you're too big, or whatever they come to you and say, know that that has nothing to do with you. Know that it has something to do with them and there's a problem there. But really it goes back to this confidence thing. When, you, when you're feeling good, it's hard for someone to come up to you and, and, and knock you off of there, you know, especially when, you, when you're firm in it and you understand what it's about, you understand that, that this bullying thing really comes from a deep sense of insecurity, you, you make it hard for people to take your power away from you. Right. But I don't know. I didn't have a problem with the hairstyle. I think it was just my main problem was just being small. Mm-hmm. And, and I got bullied for that or just not having on the right gear or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would get bullied. But my, I never had problems with the hair. Mm-hmm. So and I and I think it all goes why. back I think it all goes back all the same thing, absolutely. Right. I think times just really changing though. I mean they're going farther and farther with the bullying on certain things now, so um so Jay, when it comes to your job, what what do you love the most about it? Oh my gosh, I love everything about my job, even being able to speak with you today. But I, I really love allowing people to understand how really far-reaching and how deep this beauty industry is and the power of it. I really enjoy giving someone the strength and the power that they've never had before. Like I work with um, industry professionals and students, and I I really drive home a message to them where I say the beauty industry professionals, they have some of the most powerful hands in the world. And when I say that, I mean that if you look behind some of the most powerful people in the world, there's a team behind them. And in that team, there's always a beauty industry professional that's preparing them for their part in running the world, whether it's the president, whether it's, you know, some of these celebrities or journalists you know, that, that we look for, that we, um, that we listen to you on the, on the television. You, you know, it, I just really enjoy surprising people and making them think in ways about the beauty industry that they really haven't had before. And I just, I just enjoy speaking. I enjoy just helping. And especially when I look at little girls and little kids and, and they understand, you know, and I, I often tell them kind of my story about my <laughs> tragic hairstyle, which <laughs> was a Jerry Carroll gone wrong, and they get that, and they get that. And, and I love relating and helping <clears throat> transform people's lives by just re- relating and sharing my love for, for the industry as a whole. Right. Yeah, and it's got to be it's got to be fulfilling just to bring that smile on someone's face as we had discussed earlier. Now, when it comes to saving money, what are some ways that consumers can save the money on professional hair and beauty services? Oh, absolutely, and and this is really big. Um, these one of the one of the best ways to save money is to when you are able to go to the salon to get your color or get your haircuts you want to make sure that you're seeing a stylist that's going to teach you how to maintain your styles at home. 
If you're getting color, you want to make sure that the shampoo and the conditioner that you're using and the products that you're using are for color-treated hair because you don't want to spend $65 or so on hair color and in one or two weeks your hair color is it's dull and you, you need to get it redone already. So you want to be able to, to save money by extending that color. If you're getting a haircut or if you're getting a wash and set, you want to be sure that you have a stylist that's going to take that time and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. When you go to bed, this is how you're going to wrap your hair or tie your hair. These are the products that you're going to use. When your hair gets longer, this is another style that you could wear it in until you're able to come back. So one of the best ways for people to save money is to make sure that they have a great stylist when they're able to go to, um, to go make sure that they are instructing them on how to extend those styles while they're at home. Another thing that, they, that you can do is to get some of these um, professional hair magazines, Sophisticates Hair and Modern Salon, some, things like, some magazines such as that, um, and look at, check out some of the beauty blogs. There's so many um, how-to columns and videos that you can see to look at, okay, how can I try this haircut at home? Um, how can I try this makeup at home? How can, how can I try to apply this color at home? There's so much literature and there's so many resources that you can use. My only thing is to make sure that before you do anything at home to save money, that you just educate yourself because you can save money on the types of color, on, on your products, um, on, on, on pretty much everything. But the biggest thing for me is to make sure that you're understanding how to extend the life of your services um, and if you're doing services at home, that you make sure that you pick up one of these magazines or that you check out one of these blogs to look at the how-to and you have, make sure you have all the steps, you take all the precautions, and if you do not understand what you're doing, that you, that you get some help. Okay. Because it, it does cost when you're trying to get to a certain perfection. Now, yes, it, it what costs about, a lot. It does. Now, Jay, what advice would you give someone looking to be a beauty entrepreneur? Well, first of all, I would I would just smile and I would just welcome them into the fold because, you know, it, it takes a special person to come into this to come into this industry and and we're artists, you know, and and everything is art. What you're doing with the, your radio and your career, it's it's all art because we're taking our our skills and our talents and it's coming from nothing but an idea. And it's, and it's blossoming into something beautiful. So first, I would welcome them. Then I would encourage them to look for a reputable uh, beauty school. It's very, very important that you get your license. Um, there are there's sometimes people that figure, oh, I'm just not going to get my license. I'll just do this or I'll work for so-and-so. But in order to be really effective in this industry, you need to make sure that you take that time. You can go full-time for about 10 months depending on where you are. Um, or to get a barber's license, well, t- 12 months for cosmetology in most places and about 9 or 10 months for barber. Um, and if it's night school, maybe 18 to 24 months, depending on where you go. But it's very, very crucial that you take the time to build that foundation and to get your license. Um, another thing that I would really encourage them to do is get connected. Um, join professional beauty organizations that they attend in these beauty beauty shows that are – I mean, the beauty industry is so huge. There's probably one major beauty show or convention every month in some, somewhere in the country. I urge them to get connected and open their, open their minds because it's not just about hair or makeup 
or spa services. You know, I want I encourage them to look at many different ways that they can focus in their career because they don't have to focus it in one direction. So get your license. Um, make sure that you stay connected. Join a professional organization and uh, attend events and find a mentor. Find a mentor, some, someone who's willing to help you, even just to answer some of your questions. Because, unfortunately, in most industries where it's competitive, it can be hard to find someone that's going to help you along because, you know, sometimes that whole scarcity mentality comes in with people and they're afraid that if I help you, then you're going to take what's for me. And, you know, I, I just believe that that's impossible. You know, there's nothing but abundance. And I believe that if I help someone, you know, then everything is just increased. So re- find a mentor, stay connected, join a professional organization, and get your license. Those are the top things that I would recommend. All right, yeah, definitely have those licenses because I was in a beauty shop one time in the health department came through, or the inspector came through, and mm-hmm. he was finding most of the beauticians for not having their license. So I agree with Jay on that 100%. Make sure you're not doing it under, on the low, down low, or whatever you want to call it. Have your license, because if you tend to mess with somebody's hair, then that's, right. that's a bad thing. And then, first of all, I'm not going to have you doing my hair and you don't have a license. That's, so that's right. another it's thing. Not just- Absolutely. And it's not just about the hair colors and things, but you're dealing with chemicals. And the whole reason you're in school because you're learning about these chemicals and how it affects the hair. You're learning about the body. You're learning, you know, you're learning physical attributes. You're learning how the the structure of the hair, the scalp of the skin. You're, you're, you know, you're learning things that you need. And for people not to go through that process and then to work with these chemicals, it can be really, really dangerous. And that's why we we need to make sure that we stay um, stay regulated and and make sure that we encourage those professionals to get their license to protect our consumers and our clients. Protect yourself. Mostly everybody now going to the, what's that, the Empire, Beauty, Beauty Empire School. I, mm-hmm. I think I got it popped up, but that's most of where a lot of my girlfriends are going now to learn how to do hair. Oh, yeah. Empire, is, it's a great school. They have a fantastic network. Oh, yeah, they do. And, and just go in for the right reasons, because as, we, as Jay and I were saying, yeah, they give us this crap, but and we fall for it. We do. We fall for it every time we go right. We get sucked into it. This world of there, there, it's all about self complex. Sometimes these people are not as happy as they want to be, so they target mm-hmm. certain people to make them feel bad. So if you're going in for it, make sure you're going in for the right reasons and, and not right. all the wrong reasons. So just do your research, as Jay said. Have yourself down pat. Make sure you're definitely licensed. And you will be good to go, but you got to have confidence in yourself. And it's all about self-love. And I think, as most people get confused, we think self-love means pampering ourselves, and that's not what it is. Pampering yourself is totally something different. Self-love okay. means you're willing to go deeper in you, have love for God, all that all that surrounds with self-love. So, And I think that what makes us a beautiful person, too, because you can be beautiful, Jay, and we all know this, and we have seen it for ourselves. You can be beautiful on the outside and have a stink attitude on the inside. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, you'd be like, really? She's gorgeous, but dang, your attitude just not working. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jay, what common mistakes, since we were speaking on hair color, what common mistakes do we make with hair color mostly? Some common mistakes that we that we make with hair color <clears throat> is um, not 
understanding the underlying color tones in, in our hair. And this is one of those things that it's why it's one of those reasons why it's really important for interested parties to go to school to get licensed because we're dealing with color theory. So we, we, we have a little section where we're kind of being a scientist for a moment and we're dealing with the theory of color and all the colors in the color wheel and the, the, the primary colors and the secondary colors and the tertiary colors. And we, we find we have to break down what colors are complementary to each other. And, you know, and, and so this, this, this whole process that you have to understand. So if you're going into, going into a salon, you want to make sure that you're working with a stylist who understands color. And there's a lot of salons who have colorists. There are people who specialize in color for a reason because not every stylist can be a colorist. You know, that's just like not no. every stylist, you know, can do updos or can do weaves or extension. That's, that's a, a specialized niche. And so if we're doing it at home, it's really important to go to a beauty supply store or to get your, your hair color from a place that can help answer your questions. There, there are places all over the country where you can go in and buy something, but the place that you should value are the places that understand their products and they can help you use them effectively and efficiently. Okay. So some of the problems that we make is that we don't get our color from places that can help um, that can help um, tell us what to do and what not to do. We need to make sure that we, we are spending our money where people can educate us. And we're making sure that if we are going to a salon, that we make sure that that, that stylist understands what we're looking for so that they can help us. Okay. And, and that's, that are some great tips because, like I said earlier, some people go from, well, I mean, they black, and then you're looking at their hair color. You're like, really? You jumped way over the fence with that hair color. And they exactly. be asking you, does it look Jay, you don't want her to feel, does it look good? <laughs> right. Yeah, and, that, I, and as a professional, you know, you, you we got to be honest. Right. You do. You don't want to end up messing them up. And <laughs> Mm-mm. Because they'll come back so, on us, you know. They'll leave, but once ever, someone's going to tell them the truth, and they're going to come back, and they're going to be upset with you. Right. Now, Jay, when it okay. Now, speaking of all the beauty that we have been talking about, how do the effects of the beauty industry on society differ from the U.S. amongst other countries? Well, it's, it's, it differs in, in a lot of ways because we see it so much. We see it on the television. We see it in so many forms of media, magazines. You know, it's one of the largest uh, industries, just as the, the fitness industry and the pharmaceutical industry. So anytime you have a big industry, you have um, people who are trying to um, get more consumers, who are trying to influence decisions and try to influence how people are thinking and behaving. So I think in, in this country, it's really big because we see it everywhere. And at the same time, we don't always want to have an honest conversation about it. You know, we, it's, it's kind of taboo for us to talk about beauty because on the surface, most people think, oh, it's, it's so superficial. But we're not talking about physical beauty or the, the aspect of it. We're talking about the, the, the industry itself, and we're talking about basically about confidence and about self-love and self-worth you know, and, and being able to express yourself the way that you want to express yourself because that's primarily what it's about. And other countries, they don't really always see it um, in, as much as we do. It's not always commercialized as much. Um, in some of these emerging countries, it is. Like in India, it's really, um, it's really becoming more, um, more we, they're seeing it more there in, in China as well. 
And one of the things that um, that's really uh, big, and like we we may in this country feel that we have issues with um, with 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 color and or hair or um, age, you know, we're kind of obsessed with all these different things. And in other countries, their main thing is sometimes colorism. India, you know, and in Africa, you know, there's these countries that where women are spending, you know, billions of dollars on skin lightening products and bleaching products, and they are literally killing themselves uh, because that's what they see. That's what they see. I don't think that they see as much of a variety of things as we see here, but what they see and what they interpret from uh, the Western world and, and other places is that, you know, this color thing, and that's what they become fixated on. And that's why it's, it's really important to, um, to, to love yourself and to understand yourself. And I always encourage um, people to read. Read about their history. Read about, you know, everything and anything that if you have a question about something or why something is the way that it is, you know, I always encourage people to read about it and the history of it and how things came to be because that's kind of a way that we're, we're able to combat all these messages that we get from all these different areas. Right, because they have, they have so much on the Internet. You could do your own research now. You don't have to get misled. That's right. Absolutely. The, the Internet is a fantastic tool because it, it can be a great time waster or it can be a great just, you know, just <laughs> – way to open your eyes. There's nothing that you can't research. You know, and we're lucky and that's something that's different here because in other countries and other places around the world, they don't have their internet is not active. They don't they don't have the freedom to just research and to look up right. things, you know, like we have here. So we have a, a lot of a lot of power here to to get a full understanding of why things are the way that they are and that we have power to combat some of these um some of these, these negative messages and some of the um you know, some of the ne- negative connotations that we see going on. Right. You are so right about that, and we have to take advantage of it. Absolutely. So as far as it goes with beauty taking over and mostly schools taking over our teens, what effect has beauty taken on in the workplace? Yeah, beauty is something because it's, it's always been there, especially in um, big companies in corporate America. You know, these places, they have budgets. You know, they're spending big, big dollars to make sure that their CEOs and their leadership teams are being um, held in a high regard. And that kind of has a little bit to do with the personal presentation power that I was speaking about before because they understand <laughs> how, how to get people to kind of treat their, their management and their CEOs the way they want them to be treated. They want them to... Uh, to, to want to become where they are. They want to have those people work hard. I want to work hard so I can be like the boss. So they're, they're making sure that they have these great suits. They're well-groomed. If they're women, they have great suits. You know, they have a budget for this. You know, they, these are expenses for them, but they understand it. They get it. The same with celebrities, the same with politicians. They get it, and they understand it. So it's, it's always been there, but, see, it's, it's such a huge difference between who gets ahead and who doesn't. Of course, there are other factors involved there, but what we never really talk about is the value of pulling yourself together and presenting yourself. Just like if you're going to work and you're going to give a presentation, you know, to your, your, you know, your boss or to your group to kind of sell something, 
when you're going to work, your, your presentation is yourself. You're putting yourself together because you're selling yourself, you know, on that position. And so that's something that we really don't talk about. And in today's world where we have a lot of casual Fridays and everyone that's dressing down, the person who's getting noticed is the person who's taking extra time to think about, okay, how do I want them to treat me? And then they dress accordingly or they put their presentations together accordingly. And it's always been that way. But unfortunately, sometimes now in, in the workplace, it's, it's a lot more casual. But you won't find it like that in these bigger companies because they understand the power of dressing for success. Right. And it does. It, plays, it does play a major part sometimes. And, and, and it's not that you should have to go to work looking sexy or looking – look like Denzel Washington, but appearance matters, especially right. in my line of work, working as a waitress. It matters. You want that's to right. go, because who wants someone going to their table looking a hot mess? Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I want your hair. And, I mean, yeah, we like I said, we all do have our bad hair days and everything, but at the same time, appearance matters because people are looking at you like, okay, mm-hmm. well, she looks this way. I don't know. And usually we do get audit for that. They looking That's at your right. uniform. They look at how you well groomed, and they take off points. And it's really sad because that is the main factor in their audit. Okay, is she looking well groomed? Is her uniform together? So yeah, That's beauty right. plays a major part in the work industry. Absolutely, um, absolutely. So Jay, before we get off the air, how can people actually go about finding you? The best um, way for people to find me is to go onto my website, and that is www.dollfacemarketing.com, D-O-L-L-F-A-C-E, marketing.com. And um, they can send me emails um, from there or request me to speak at their schools. Um, I love sharing my information and my knowledge. Uh, one of the best things to do also is to go there. I have um, a free uh, consultation that I'm giving away to members of the beauty industry or people who are not members of the beauty industry who may have a question about personal presentation or hair tips or just confidence in general, if they go to my website, there's a box on the upper right-hand side where they can enter their name and their email address, and they'll be able to get a, a free consultation with me for what, and use it for whatever they need because I just really love to just, just give back and, and share my knowledge with others. That's the best way my website Oh, good. Now, um, I just want to ask this, Jay. Is is beauty becoming the new sex? You know, it beauty is kind of the new sex, because, and I say it because it's kind of taboo. You know, it's one of those things that we see all the time, but we're not supposed to talk about it. You know, if you if you look at magazines, com, uh, print magazine ads, or you look at commercials, or you look at these t- television shows, sex is just woven into that in so many places. But there really is not a conversation about it. And, and beauty is the same way. You see all these ads, you see all these products, you see all these things everywhere, but people, re- we really don't have a conversation about it. So in, in, in that term, it's kind, of, it's kind of the same way. You see it everywhere, but there's very little conversation about it. So I do believe that it is in that way. Yeah. And, um, and speaking on that, when you were just talking about that, I thought about the beauty pageant that these parents put their children into, I think it's sometimes they're overrated. Mm-hmm. 
it's 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 really tough on them, and a lot of times it's parents kind of living vicariously through children, and we have it. I mean, in every probably aspect of life, we have it in you know schooling and and career choices and all these things. Sometimes you know parents they feel like they miss out on something and they want to make it up in their kids, but it it's really harmful to do that um, to kids at such a young age and put so much pressure on them. Right, it is. Well, Jay, I really do appreciate you for sharing all your tips and your inspiration with us. And I hope women go out there, pamper yourself, look good, take caution to whoever does your hair, and don't step out coming out with black hair and then you come out with this red hat. So, <laughs> so enjoy your day. I like again, like I said before, Jay. Thank you for coming on the show. Of course, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. You have a blessed one today. Thank you. Do the same. Well, today has been a wonderful day. I'm glad to be back home with you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you tomorrow at noon. You have a blessed one. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.